Are we recording? Well, the metronome's playing in the background. Uh, Testing. Hi. Am I on the bottom? No, That's know. what she said. That's what she said. You're a bottom Weird big spoon. You couldn't tell. Maybe Cosby got to her beforehand. <clears throat> Too soon. All right, want to start it? Yeah, you're a little quiet. Oh, how about now? Now I'm not quiet. Now I'm right here. Yeah, it's better. Okay. Ready? Ready. Three, two, one. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and joined, as always, by your other host, Connor, can you hear me? That's a Trace Finicaro and... Problemo Escobra. That is a one Gunner Kennedy. Let's just jump right into this bad boy. So, a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a week and a half ago, the World Health Organization... Uh, came out with a statement that said that uh, it was making a gaming disorder that was classifying as an addiction. It was making an ICD, which is an internationally classified disorder. Um, And it's the first kind of recognized organization to just full-blown say that gaming gaming addiction is real and it's a real problem. Um, and it identified the gaming addiction. There were some criteria. It was actually kind of remind me of like alcoholism a little bit. Uh, so I'll, I'll quote their website. For gaming disorder to be diagnosed, the behavior pattern must be of sufficient severity to result in significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational, or other important areas of functioning and would normally have been evident for at least 12 months. So that's saying that it's got to be for over a year. And it's gonna kind of fuck with your life majorly. Now, <laughs> I don't know how. And, and another big portion of it was it was pretty much it was dominantly found in young males between the ages of twelve and twenty. Now, Trace and Gunner, like we used to game really, really heavy, probably between the ages of like eighteen to like twenty-two, and maybe that's even yeah. a little young. But I remember like plenty of nights playing like Counter Strike and Half Life Land matches from. I mean, we get back from Denny's or whatever we were doing at like two, three in the morning, and then gaming till like nine a.m. Yeah, there's definitely a level of um, obligation and dedication to it. I don't know if we were addicted. I think um, what I was addicted to at the time was being around my friends. Um, I also felt obligated. Like if I had one friend that planned on playing, then I had to be, I had to make sure that we were all, you know, that, that the room was ready for us all to sit down and sign on to the game and play. So, but yeah, this new thing with the World Health Organization saying that it's actually an addiction, that's very interesting. Yeah. So like one of the, why this is so significant, um, so the World Health Organization is a single standard for medical insurance, essentially, to like to get kick things off. So you're now probably going to see insurance companies fall in line and sure and start like, well, you know, I mean, you know, except for the whole thing where the U.S. is trying to get uh, the U.S. is threatening to pull out of it because, you know, fuck, fuck, fuck international cooperation. <laughs> Well, I mean, and on this, honestly, I kind of agree with that. Like, I don't think, 
I think like gaming addiction is not necessarily a real thing. Uh, not necessarily a real thing. I don't know, but I think there's probably like a deeper seated like issue. I how, just think maybe the game. How many? How many people? Oh, no, again, uh, maybe different context because you know, like, how many like female friends do you have that have guys that are just total pieces of shit and are playing fucking Call of Duty, Battle, Modern Warfare? Instead, I don't know, fucking having a job. And like fucking, you know, like just some being, of them have jobs too, and they're but, still pieces of shit but, that but, just but, play you know, video like, games. It, it's like it's the it's it's the instead it's the, of spend time with their loved ones. It's the Xbox Live. Uh, you playing fucking Killer Instinct? Is it? I would have won if my baby wasn't crying. Yeah, I mean that's. <laughs> I don't know I personally. Won like maybe maybe I guess in my twenty. I guess I don't know anybody that. Uh, doesn't that have level. a job or isn't living their lives well, or isn't taking care of I, their responsibilities as, because as, of a game. As I talk, as I talk, mad shit about it. But you know, part of part of that, you know, the the ugly flip side of that is that it's easy to just to say that it's a fucking uh, psychological disorder, and maybe part of the problem too is that effectively, the only thing that you can feel fucking accomplishment in at this point is. Beating the shit, you know, like beating the shit out of somebody online or fucking killing somebody. You're fucking best quest on, online. I do wonder sometimes if it's a side effect of the pussification of. You say pussification. You say pussification. What do you? Uh, I, want, I, want, I want some clarity on that. Pussification. We're turning into cats. No, okay. I take that back. Giant no, pussification. People, like, that, that like, kind of cool. Like this new era, um, and it is relatively new where uh the kids are highly medicated if they don't pay attention in class right there used to be a point in time better or worse where um where the teachers would have different ways to reprimand children that weren't paying attention in class but now they're sent home and they're put on drugs and the drugs make them pay attention you have the the kids on the school bus have the natural pecking order where you got the the kids that are that are mean, you got the kids that are nice, and the kids that are mean take advantage of the kids that are nice. Oh, guess what? It's the fucking real world. That's the way that businesses work. That's the way it's going to work when you're going down the street. And when you're trying to get something at a flea market and you want to pay rock bottom price, the bully's going to win. But what we do is we suppress the natural, and not to, not to say I condone bullying because I don't, and I was bullied as a child uh, it, it, myself, so it's not something that I didn't necessarily care for, but... I feel like there's a certain amount of anti-bullying that actually shelters people from the real violence of the world, the real mean people of the world. So um, whoever made that point, if it was you, Gunner, is that, yeah, it's the one avenue for them to actually get out some of their aggression against people. It also puts them all in the same playing field. Yeah, I mean, unless you're part of the PC master race, like I definitely think like console good things like and that's maybe I guess don't, the way don't suck get good. Yeah, I guess way when you think about it, you're kind of putting them all in the same <clears throat> in the same boat. Like if there are major physical differences that they can't, you know, the the, the play speaks for themselves. It's definitely it's definitely a competitive thing. Let's let's like let's just like nip this in the bud or, or, or talk like brass brass tacks here. This is for male. This was only pretty much aimed at males between twelve. In 20 and if you look at how uh society is 
progressing, how things are typically going. We're far more attached to technology now. Um, you know, we're not, I don't know. I'd love to see the statistics as far as kids going out for, for sports and things like that. There is this like weird notion of like fair, what's fair. Like you get a trophy, everyone gets a trophy at the end of the season or at the end of the game or whatever, win, lose or draw. And I think that's like, that's a really dangerous precedent to set. I'm not saying that people should have their, their kids should have their nose shoved in failure by any means, but you're going to figure out sooner or later, whether mommy's there to hold you or daddy's there to fucking protect you from whatever, you're going to find out that the, the world is not fair. It actually has nothing to do with, with being fair. And you're just going to have to figure out how to, how to gut it out and find a, get a win for yourself and take care of your own. And I think in a video game, strangely enough, because it does get, they do get shit on quite a bit by, you know, people that aren't really as involved in it. There is a fair, you know what I mean? Aside from people that are, you know, using hacks and things like that, it's yeah, a level playing it's a, field. It's it's about as perfect of a world as you can live in. Right. It's where you can set the rules so that yeah. everyone, an e- not an equal outcome, but an equal opportunity for everyone. Right. Exactly. From the beginning you got a of the chance. Game. Yeah, you got a chance. And, you know, some people might be thinking, okay, well, what's different, right? We all played video games as, when we were young. What's different? And if you were to look at what's different, I think it's kind of like going and asking my grandpa why people weren't addicted to food so much in his day right people are addicted to video games now they're addicted to food too but um maybe we just hadn't figured out the secret recipe we didn't know how to make the big mac of video games back then because video games hadn't been around long enough i mean you know i made that crack before but there was more money spent on figuring out the recipe for a snickers bar than it was coming up with the first stage of the saturn 5 rocket you know i mean like that one that that represented the fucking GDP that that represented like five percent of the GDP of the United States of America at the time. Yeah, but to but I mean, if you look at ROI, you look at a business model. Unless that rocket's giving people rides at an affordable rate, the Snickers bar was a better investment in hindsight. No, no, but but the, to to your point, where well, it's what like does the rocket do? You know, the moon. You're saying that people weren't addicted to food. It's like no, that they fucking did. You know. They did like two, you know, you know that this, this statement, this statement will incite controversy in and of itself, but they were like two steps removed from certain unethical medical experimentation that was conducted during a certain decade in. Uh, yeah, some of them were two steps removed, and some of them actually were doing those controversial experiments, right? I mean, maybe not on candy bars, maybe not on McDonald's food, but it was being done. I mean, there's, there's. Um, classified files that have been released where we let the CIA experiment with LSD, right? That's taxpayer money. Well, no, you have, you have MK Ultra, MK Harm, MK Bluebird, all that stuff where it was the, you know, I mean, again, this, you know, and it's that flip side is that basically, you know, and it, it kind of, you know, you talk, it, I will attempt not to sidetrack, but. You know, just like we talk about how they want to make go back to the time America was great and everything like this, and that really like usually the archetype of that is the fifties and sixties. But the fifties and sixties were the first time that we basically had these massive corporate government partnerships, where you know, like the government was doing all of this weird, res- you know, weird research, and the money was going, you know, like the the money and the, the actual like results were going back to private companies and. You know, again, it's like, you know, back to your video game thing. Like, we're we're in the fucking Fallout universe, man. It's like <laughs> to a fucking T. Um, and 
So I guess my point I was trying to make was, you know, why is it now? I think like some of, there's a couple of aspects to look at here. Well, a number one, a footnote on the software side of gaming, just the software, not the hardware and like that. Last year sales were thirty six billion dollars, so it's it's a respectable industry. There's quite a bit of money to be made in it. Just like candy bars. <laughs> just like candy wow. bars, I guess. Um, that being said, though, there is this huge which we never had when we were when we were kids. Uh, when I say we we're kids, like we were between the ages essentially of. 12 and 20 yes towards the end there when we got into our 20s we were supposed to be adults right but <laughs> but we were like there was there there was never this social aspect of it where you right. could play with so many different people mm-hmm. so many of your or, different friends or it hadn't been developed as much well, right? yeah yeah it so wasn't. so you mentioned counter-strike counter-strike and uh uh that counter-strike was a, a was a hugely successful game for its time now computer video games have never really been to the like they've never really been able to sell to the same audience as console games right because console game you plug it into your tv you pop the game in and it works whereas when you're doing the the computer games you actually need to know a little bit more about the computer and if it can run it and um heaven forbid you're on something besides windows and it won't even fucking open and we still deal with that problem now some of the biggest titles today uh, you still have compatibility issues depending on the type of computer that you buy. But you're right, the social wasn't developed as much. There was something there, but it wasn't the same. Um, so one of the biggest community platforms, um, if you're playing online on a computer at least, is Steam, right? However, all of the consoles have their own, right? Yeah, I mean, as far as, yeah, as far as the community aspect or the social aspect, you know, Xbox has Xbox Live and PlayStation has PS Plus Network, is that right, Gunner? And, and something that didn't exist then is it tells you who is playing when and how much they played that day. And I'm sorry, Gunner, I didn't mean to interrupt your answer. You want to repeat the question? Is it PlayStation Network Plus is it where you can kind of connect and get like in the social hubs and things like that? I don't yeah. know PlayStation. No, so. we, we, again, and I, I don't have any consoles anyways because my, you know, not to say yes, that I don't know appreciate. Gunner. Well, because I, I, not that I don't appreciate the gaming thing or else, but I figured that if I'm going to waste my time on flights of fancy, I'm going to at least burn the shit on my fingers doing it. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that and you used the term waste your time. Um. Because here, so here's an example. Because I game a lot, I really do. I'm lucky enough to have a girlfriend that is actually kind of interested and is entertained by watching it. A lot of guys don't, so I feel for you, boys. But or so she tells you. Yeah, right. Maybe she hates me secretly. He's gonna murder me in my sleep tonight. Anyway, sleep murder. <laughs> like so, I, I game murder. a lot. I mean, I I game on Xbox for console, so like quite a bit. Um, Shadi and Gone Wade, add me if you want. But I game with Greg, our friend Greg. Right, I never get to see greg like i haven't seen greg in over probably four years right yeah i haven't seen him in a long time but dude i know what's going on with his life sure. i know what's going on we're playing this game together it's competitive it's me and him against other teams and stuff like that and it's you know it's i i have a hard time seeing it as a negative thing for us you know what yeah I mean? no that's a good point there's a guy um lived in california his name is ben Ede. i used to play with him um he went by the handle drunkle ben back then i think he still does he's fucking awesome uh shout out to drunkle ben you're out there you're probably listening to this fucking podcast maybe 20 years down the road though drunkle ben. we all got wiped out by a, a nuclear missile and uh, california still exists so or, and, you're all consuming strange remnants of 
of New York. But anyways, your Uncle Ben, uh, we, yeah, we talked to him every night. He had a twin sister. We used to say that you know, she was hot, even though we hadn't seen her, just to piss him off. Um, but yeah, we, we got to know these people. We talked to him every night. And yeah, we were addicted not only to our own friends, like, you know, like Greg, you're talking about... Um, that's I want to play video games just so I can catch up with him, right? I mean, you saying that, I already envision his him making fun of the fucking people you're playing with and how funny that is. He's got a lot of those like uh, those one-liner jokes, which I think are really funny, and it makes me want to play that game, even though I don't even know the game because I know the social network that's hiding behind that. And I'm not talking Facebook. I'm not talking about sharing memes. I'm not talking about like a cat trying to jump off of a off of a cupboard and smacking his face into a wall, which is very entertaining. I'm talking about actual humans that you interact with, sharing thoughts, um, or in this case, a, an old friend and you're catching up with him. There is an addiction to that part, but man, when it's in real life, you don't call it an addiction. Well, I'm sorry. Okay. No, go ahead. Because you know, well, yeah. I guess there, there's two things here, and like part of the reason that the, the who did this, it's it's funny because before it became a super navally navel gazing kind of smell your own farts thing there was a gaming a game developer magazine that i used to kind of subscribe to or as a site it was online but it was a gamasutra.com and one of the things that really stuck out to me was this one article where they were discussing the nature of what a game really was after you get past the point of like a because effectively We've gone through different periods of what games really are. Because you have the single player thing, and basically it was you either fighting against the, you know, like at a, at a some level it's a computer, or it's you in kind of engaging in this narrative. And you're steering it, but for the most part, it's like you experiencing something. And they said that when multiplayer gaming became a big thing, I mean, like, you know, you have the co op stuff, but really what came, what came out the dominant form was you versus other people. And, you know, you talk about how people are busting, you know, like how much you miss, like, hearing your buddy there, like, bust people's balls and stuff like that. But one of the things they talked about was that actually all of these, all of these games, these, these, these experiences can be broken down into economic models pretty easily. And the thing that the multiplayer gaming is that we went from, a, we went from, a re, from single player, we went from a rewards-based era which is basically i i found this thing i accomplished this in this context i beat this challenge to a shame-based one and it's basically about how much fuck it, how much you can fucking put somebody else in the corner about this you know yeah, like, but to be fair though the first game the first electronic game the first video game yes was a two-player game which was pong yes no, yeah and it, but so really they've started always, they've, always, they've always been there but you know again it's like you have these these ages these but, epochs but i think i think you draw i think you draw a picture that's a little bit darker than what it is for everyone i know what you're saying well, it's you know, a shame-based game but you know um i was listening to uh uh the the founder of atari talk about pong pong was actually catching on in bars but the reason that it was is because it hit the bars during the women's rights movements and it gave the women a chance to buy the guy something and they bought she'd buy him a game of pong because it, it was it was still kind of frowned upon to buy a man a beer but a great icebreaker was buying him a game of pong you, you know what i'm saying i really think that that it's not as and I know it gets that way. You get the bullying in the video games, 
I don't think it's as dark as, as you say it is. I think that a lot of people come back for like the reasons that Wade's saying, where he, he really wants to see Greg, right? He wants to see the personalities. He wants to win. And he wants to talk shit to the person that loses if he feels comfortable doing such. But he wants, there's that social element. And, and I think that, that, that Atari kind of proved that business model before any of these newer uh, uh, markets were measured. But, you know, and I guess the thing is that the, the, the social context of you going and playing Pong or even like when we used to do the Super Monkey Ball, like golf or target, you know, or stuff like that. There, there, there is, there is a difference compared to the dominant one now for you know, which is which are the Call of Modern Warfare, Battlefield, whatever you know, like your 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 or your massively multiplayer. You know, like you know, there there is Some, there is there is, a, there is a definite shift. There there is there is something to be said for. I call them monopolistic games. That's how I perceive them. The ones where the more you play, the more powerful you are. Those are games that I myself, I will never play because when I start off as a noob and, and it's, my, it's my first time shooting a weapon, I'm just getting desolated, not necessarily because I lack the skill, but because I lack the level to be able to actually have control and power in that game. In that case, I think it does attract those types of personalities, the ones that really have been shit on their whole life and they want to shit on other people. But like, if you look at the recent addictions, um, I, I, and, and this is kind of the point I was trying to drive at, is that I think Fortnite is the McDonald's of video games. I think it found this mix between fun, it, it has all of the elements, Right, it has the flavor profile that everybody enjoys, even if they feel guilty doing it. And I think what's happening is we're seeing the adults aren't necessarily falling into the addiction problems because the adults have already faced other types of addiction in their life, but the children are really struggling to get away from it because it's it's fulfilling so many different aspects of their life. It's making them feel powerful. It's giving them friends. It's feel it's giving them stress and making them feel challenged. Uh, and also, I mean, there's there's usually something to strive towards. I haven't I haven't played Fortnite to know, but I assume that there's different uh, accomplishments that you can make throughout. Yeah, like and there's like you know personalization things for looks, cosmetics only. It's not one of those pay to win type games, but the, the object of the game is a battle royale game. The object of the game is to be at the final survivors. And I guess so. Like, I I definitely agree. Like Gunner, there are some super super like some of those toxic things i've ever seen like actually counter-strike the pc pcs i i kind of feel is a way more toxic place depending on the game that you play mm -hmm. um <clears throat> with the consoles and here's the deal you can mute anybody you want you know what i mean um but call of duty and uh battlefield mostly call of duty is probably the most toxic where it's like you know why aren't you good why aren't you good but i get good i part of me can't like wonder if this is kind of an attack on masculinity period like masculinity in it's in it's in it's like raw sense like males specifically in that age when the hormones are raging are super fucking competitive yeah and uh they're not it's i mean it's it's pretty much in your face it's very much it's why would you say it's an attack or would you yeah i guess you could call it an attack i mean kind of to gunner's point that it's really just a business model that's proving successful 
that's just a legal drug. I mean, it's, you know, you part of, you know, like, actually that, like, what really kind of tipped off the WHO was the whole fucking loot crate slash gambling shit that they've built they've built into the core the core back ends of a lot and of i completely agree with that like they've, they've, let's they've, talk they've, about they've that but that's it. and but this is why see the dsm4 or the dsm which the three of us if you're not familiar with is essentially what uh, diagnostic statistical manual, manual. For yeah health it's what disorders it's what the american psychological uh, association <clears throat> uh yeah how to diagnose mental disorders they do have an electronic gambling addiction in the DSM, however, they 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 said the gaming definitely needs more looking into before they would say, "Oh yeah, there's definitely a gaming addiction type thing," like the WHO did. I completely agree with you on on the the gambling aspect of it. The loot crate system is bullshit. It should definitely it's reprehensible. It's, it's, so talk about this. A, what is a Skinner you, box? What are you calling this? Loot Skinner box. What are you calling this? So they're, so they're loot crates. So. Uh, Probably the, the the most recent example I'd say, Electronic Arts came out with uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. It's a first person shooter, third person slash third person shooter. You know, capture the flag, domination, king of the hill, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But there were also loot crates that you, if you if you spent extra oh, money in loot, game, loot crate, loot crates, yeah. Okay. The loot loot crates would open, mm-hmm. and you would get. Per, you know, sometimes it's just visual cosmetics, but you would also get like these cards and items that would make you significantly better in the game. It would give you an advantage or edge. Right. Essentially making the game obsolete to those that said, hey, I already spent $60 on this game. I shouldn't have to pay you any more money to. to and it wasn't, to a guarantee, it, it wasn't a guaranteed thing. Oh, yeah. And it was all it's a gamble. Buying, it's buying there was no like. Lottery ticket. You couldn't buy. It's not like, oh. This blaster, let's say, had fifty percent damage added to it. These are all things I'm making up. Do you buy the loot crates? Yes. And you don't know their contents. You don't Correct. know their contents. You Holy don't get to select shit. what you want to purchase. Yes, and it was like they've made they, the whole point of the model is to make it as seamless and easy as possible. It's funny too because I have children and they always go for the blind bags when we're in the in the toy store. They want the gamble. They yes. want to not no, and, know and, what they're going to buy. And, yes, you see, but this so they're already addicted to the to the yes. loot crates before this is, this is, before they've even played the game. This is why there's real real shit involved. But but my <laughs> problem with that is then stop generalizing gaming and go after the the actual like gambling addiction. Yeah, that's what you're addicted it, it, to. You're, right, gaming. You're not addicted to the game. Right. And I think I think the problem is Wade. Is that it's not it's not gambling. Wow. There's actually something fundamental. It might be like you said that males want to compete, but there's something fundamental that we are that that, and not 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 just males either, of course. But there's something that we keep going back to, and it's if it were simply a gambling addiction, I think that they would classify it. But I don't think all of these games have loot crates that you can buy, or even if they do, not all people that are addicted buy those loot crates. You know, it might be the other way around. They might be playing more because they don't want to spend money on a loot crate, right? Well, yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I, can, I just have a tough time with the addiction aspect of it because I don't think they're really addicted to the game. I think they're addicted to the social interaction or addicted to the competition. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, would you say a football player is addicted to football? Like a really good football player, that's what he does with a good portion of his life. Right. No one would even bat an eye. Right. Except when he comes out of the sport drooling and dead at 55 because he just, he just well, destroyed his body. But 
but the flip side, you know, and again, so this gets this also gets back into like addiction. Addiction is also a very much you know, and whether whether this this sticks or not, addiction is very much a contextual thing. Like you can be a foot, you can be, you know, because addiction is really it, it's twofold, which is that it has to you know it has to be a, a a commonly engaged habit, and it has to be disruptive of your ability to to to, to function in normal society, and. You know, you talk about part of the thing with the gaming addiction is that there's been this whole rise of people basically dying after playing games for so long because they they've they've ignored certain like maintenance things to go. You know, but they'll they'll die of embolisms or lack of sleep or something like that in fucking internet cafes in the rim of fire, and you know, like the the, the you know. Uh, suitable gunner dark take but i think that maybe part of why we're actually like seeing it tagged as a real addiction is it's one of these like canaries in the coal mine like after after everything's said and done it's becoming an addiction because we're becoming like one of those fucking post-apocalyptic shit societies where everybody retreats to the fucking pretend world to get away from just the horrible shit the horrible banal shittiness of their lives in the fucking real you know like it's the only it's the only place to not have that you can like exist and maybe deal with other people and not have to be fucking confronted with the the horrible reality of just how little it how little you matter how little things are going to change and we're all fucked you know and what you're boom. describing is an escape yes no because and again like why people need more and more of it and you know, like it used to be it used to be like. I, you know, like, you can get trashed and you can get whatever, but, I mean, on the flip side, at least in theory with a gaming one, other than fucking get, other than pushing the endorphin release button in your brain, you can kind of function in an outside set more than, like, if you're just chemically knocking your brain out of whack. I definitely think there's some, I definitely think there's, there are valid points you make in that argument. If it is an argument, because um, I think, I think we kind we're, of agreed a lot we're, of it. We're we're in post apocalypse. We're in we're in we're in we're in the no, between times. No, we're not before the apocalypse. But I guess it's we're it, pre apocalypse. We ain't post apocalypse. But we're getting there. You can <laughs> see it from here. Uh, I can see some signs. <laughs> I can see some signs. Yes, but we are definitely not post apocalypse. I know what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> I don't the thing I, is, though, Gunner, is the cliche post apocalyptic thing that you talk about. Um, a lot of it is this cliche, dark um, world, whereas reality, it would be building. People would be spending 90% of their time building new after an apocalypse. So I don't think it would be as as dark and gloomy as you're talking about, unless the apocalypse happens and the man still runs everything. <laughs> if that's the case, then yeah, it's exactly as you're describing, where everything's dark and well, gloomy. No, we're, we're, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, like again, like we're I, but the people will overcome. Oh, you, you say that? I, 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 yeah. Listen to me, fucking side railing. I, I think, I think we're in a less cool version of, or a, a less full of murder robots version of that what Elysium turned into. Like we're not, we're not there where the fucking one percent are living up in space stations with. Miracle medicine and all that stuff, but well, we're beef. like we're like we're at like the the the, the bad prequel that was written after that was done. After or to be fair, done. this could all be a Westworld simulation, and you could just be a really good AI bot. Which, by the way, 
Spoiler alert, you're God. only 1,400 lines of code. Dad, that is so good. That was so good. They're like, we thought humans were really complex. Turns out they're only 1,400 lines of code. I, 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 I had to, Which, I, to those who don't code, is not a lot of code. I had, I had, I had, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm, you know, not, not to jerk off Christopher Nolan and his, his, his cohorts there too much, but. Stop clicking. I'm going to click. Stop but, fucking clicking. Stop phone phone fidgeting. You need to use the silent button on your fidget cube, Gunner. They have a silent button just for fidgeters that like to fidget. Well, actually, let's see. When people are is talking. My, is my ringer dead? Okay, my ringer's dead. So, <laughs> no, but that, that whole fucking thing. I, I, you know, like, one, I had a buddy, I had, I had a friend that, like, I have to reevaluate his ability to appreciate things because he totally, like, like this whole season two thing was bullshit. Man, that was so good. Yeah, I, so good. I'm assuming Wade has not seen. I've not seen season two yet. Well, because I, season one was so slow to start for me, and I really like I stopped at episode four and was like, "Fuck this, I'm kind of bored." But then I decided, okay, because some rec- recommendations from a friend of mine. It got it got super it got super dark super quick. It got really quick, so I was just like, okay, season two, I'm just gonna binge it. Like when I'm we're more than halfway through, maybe it that's got, when I'll got, start. It got super dark super quick. I don't want to ruin any of season two because I think that season three will come through and it'll probably bring some season oneers back with it. Hopefully it will. I'll tell you one of the problems with Westworld being a person that works during the week and have the weekends off. Um, I know that's not everybody, uh, but it's been my schedule for a while. My weekends are long with my family. And by the time Sunday night comes around, I am fucking whooped. So I go to put that show on and it is a lullaby because the scenes are so slow and they play the beautiful music in the background. So um, (laughs) it's definitely tough. It's a slow moving show in general. And then when you combine that um, with the hour that it's on and, you know, for me being tired on the weekends, it is a tough show to watch. This season was definitely a slow-moving season, probably more so than the first. They did have a couple of pretty important character reveals, though, which would make it worth it if you could make it through the season. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's pretty cool. Uh, But the ultimate, you realize in the first season uh, of of Westworld, and, and this is a bit of a spoiler for the first season, but whatever, it's the premise. You realize that the ultimate goal is to get the uh, the robot versions of ourselves and mix them with the real versions of ourselves, right? You realize that there's kind of this undertone of, let's get them in the outside world and stop enslaving them. Let's just let them have their consciousness. Let's just let them walk among us, which is crazy because in that case, they'll kill us. So that's kind of the undertone of the whole show. So you know, like watching that first season, something fucking awesome is going to happen. Then you watch the second season, you're like, something fucking awesome is going to happen. So if you can ride on the something awesome is going to happen, it's worth it's worth riding through. Maybe. But you have to be, like Gunnar said, he starts like talking to these people. He's like, they didn't get it. And that's the problem with this show. It's almost like if you ever watch the show Fringe, there's some concepts. Uh, or you know what? A better example is Rick and Morty. You can take Rick and Morty for it's like it's dick humor and it's it's swear words and it's just raw um, it's raw content, or you can appreciate the scientific references that they make in there, 
where there's multiple copies of themselves, different dimensions, uh, different universes, and stuff like that. The good thing about Rick and Morty is, is that it's, it's almost purely entertainment, so you don't need to know the tech side. You don't need to know the science side in order to appreciate the comedy side. Westworld this season, you really needed to appreciate that, that undertone. You needed to appreciate the story within the story, and you're almost in an episode of Inception by the time season two is over. Here's a question, um, because I think of like a Westworld scenario, is it kind of like akin to parenthood? Like, because when I think of like, oh, we'll just let the AI roam free or whatever, and it's like, no, we built those fuckers, and they don't have to worry about any type of ailments or anything like that. They're just going to live on forever. And I'm just gonna fucking perish and die. Well, there's, 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 there's season two addresses that season, question. Se- yes, season uh, two addresses that question because part of what you're saying is, um, is that if there's an equation for eternal life, what is it, right? Right. And if you can boil down a human consciousness to 1,400 lines, we're all immortal. Why wouldn't we just live on as a robot form and kill our human form? And how do we know that hasn't already occurred? Right. So that's. That's really the the awesome part of that show, um, and especially of this latest season, is it starts to get into those types of concepts. The problem is, is not everybody wants to think that way. Some people just want to see robots having sex with each other. Some people just want to see robots getting shot and blood splattered. Oh, they don't want the philosophy. They don't, they don't want, want the, the, philosophy. the philosophy. And that's, that's really what changed with this show, is that it really turned into a strong a very strong philosophical show yeah and uh i don't remember who who was um was quoted saying that but uh but yeah that's that's kind of its signature is that when they when they took that script because that was originally a movie i believe yeah a movie then a novel or a novel then a movie which one gonna do now what the original westworld Westworld, yeah it was a well actually it was it was uh the it was a movie but the script was written by michael Crichton. okay because you know that was kind of his thing, but yeah. it, it, it's you know it, again he gets into this whole like uh, you know spoilers because the the, the per, you know like the the original kind of premise that you're led to through one season is not actually the effective one. That's a troubling part about it too. Is like if you're not paying attention to the time shifts in the first season. Or sometimes maybe you just at the end of the first season you're like oh holy shit now it's all you know it's like watching the movie Memento although that's a fairly obscure reference um, that's that's a movie that's actually filmed end to beginning very fucking cool movie right mm-hmm. um, but until you figure that out right the whole movie kind of drifts and it, it's almost like a dream. Kind of reminds me of uh, remember the movie uh, The Prestige I think it was with Hugh Jackman and yeah, oh, you, oh, you Christian mean Bale that, the other that other Christopher when, Nolan film yeah where he was like I mean that's his thing where he was like I never knew which one was going to be in the box or the trap or whatever like yeah interesting for sure well yeah and that's kind of that's kind of his whole bit but you know that and it's always. I'm always glad when Anthony Hopkins gets a paycheck and he gets to be like the benevolent demiurge slash destroyer god. So I know I said that we're not living in doom and gloom. It's not the apocalypse yet. We may actually be remnants of the apocalypse, Gunner. So I will tell you you're right when you do, do show evidence of that to me. I will say, no, you're I, right. Westworld gonna, has occurred. We're I, all... <laughs> I, would, I would spare you of the things that harm you, Trace. We're all in a simulation bubble. 
from from a distance it looks round, but we all know it's really flat. <laughs> there are thousands of flat earthers around the globe. <laughs> I like how they, they keep failing to launch rockets into the air. The Have flat you seen earthers? That? Yeah, they're they're building rockets. They're yeah. gonna send a rocket into the air and take a picture of the earth because they don't trust any of the satellite photos because they're saying the satellites are government sponsored and the government wants us to believe in round earth. So they're trying to make their own, but the rockets keep failing. Who fucking benefit? This is what I don't understand with this flat earth conspiracy stuff. Who benefits from the earth being round? Tell me, conspiracy theorists. I got, a, I got a perfect picture glo- for you. Globe makers? Is that, is that the one with I, the, the, the axe? The, the yeah, don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Um, some, some, uh, somebody said, um, you know, some things are better put in satire. Yeah. Satire yes. is better with some of these, uh, these issues that everybody, uh, everybody argues about. But I want to show this to you. It's, it's a, and Wade, you describe it. Okay. So we've got a globe. <laughs> we've got a globe uh, in the upper right hand corner. And the main picture is a meme. There's, there's just like a, it's a funnel cloud or something. A funnel cloud. Actually, it might just be a, sh- it almost looks like, it's like a shadow, but there's some sort of a cloud that looks like kind of a straight like bar going down into another cloud and it's circled in red. And then the two, the two parts on that secure the globe on your standard globe uh, and, and the text reads checks, checkmate flat earthers essentially saying <laughs> that there is something holding us into place as a globe. And therefore we're, we're not flat yes therefore we are not flat <laughs> uh, uh yeah so google checkmate flat earthers it's funny yeah although you've already heard the description of it so it won't be as I mean, funny that's now. just that's just such a weird conspiracy theory that i i, I still can't understand like because i i try to say when, when it comes to conspiracy theories like i'm always looking like because some of them are believable right like I, I love the flat earth topic from a scientific perspective because i have questions as well about what our concept of round is but it's more of a big thinking topic than it is about us being squished onto a piece of paper. Um, one thing that I find very convenient is that when it comes to big space, everything is perfectly round, like almost perfectly round. I think that that is quite convenient. It's like we're all on the edge of a bubble. So if we're on the edge of a bubble, then our planet could be flat. Our concept of what, of what, a, what a sphere is may be limited by how we perceive three-dimensional space so if the flat earthers came out with an argument that said look look at the theory of Mobius," or you know look at a you get a piece of ribbon and you fold it and then you attach the ends you can walk on both sides of those ribbon thinking that it's all one side right you can you can actually walk on the top of the ribbon and the bottom of the ribbon because it has a fold in it and then it's reconnected and you could think that it's one continuous ribbon but in reality, you're walking on a two-dimensional surface with a fold. So if the flat earthers were to come around and say, no, you know what? The earth is flat, but it happens to be folded on itself in a dimension that your eyes can't see or comprehend. I'd be like, good job, flat earthers. Yeah, but show me you've the fucking math. Broke, yeah, you've just but, broken into some Stephen Hawking shit. Well, that, and they're, the consumed, is, they're consumed by the hounds of Tindalos because they've poked beyond, they've poked beyond mortal ken are supposed to go. The problem is, is the flat earthers don't question, they don't really question the concept of 3D physics. They, um, it's almost like they're just having fun with ignorance. Well, yeah, like, what are, give me, can anybody off the top of your head, because I have one, but if, 
an example of a conspiracy theory that actually does make sense to you? Um, that global warming isn't real. Sorry, guys. Um, no, the, the, the global warming deniers, I think, have, they have a lot of, they have a lot of evidence that the original global warming predictions were, were exaggerated. I believe that that's true. Now, people listening, I'm not a global warming denier. I just don't know how fast the, the, the earth is heating up, and I don't know exactly the cause. There, there have been events in history where the earth has, has heated up or cooled very quickly that, that we weren't pumping carbon into the atmosphere. And we do have history of that. There was a mini ice age, I believe it was in, uh, was in the UK. Um, these things are on history, and Gunner probably knows a little bit more about that. And that said, I, I, I mean, I'm a, I don't own a, an electric car yet, but it's, it's on my list, and I am the only guy in my fucking village residential property to have geothermal furnace that I paid out of fucking pocket and the motherfuckers paid for. So I do believe in reducing our carbon emissions. But that said, I also believe that when, if you look at, um, if you watch The Inconvenient Truth with Al Gore and you look at the projections that he was making for right now. Yeah, they're way off. They're off. It, we're not heating up as fast as he said that we would. It, so some of the deniers, I actually have to say, hey, uh, the conspiracy that the earth is not going to heat up because of carbon is actually starting to prove a little bit true because it's not as it's not happening well, as fast see, as was in, predicted. In so <sighs> as long as that's rated sigh. So part of it is that you have to realize that one Mr. Gore there is just up as much to his eyeballs as the people who are saying that it's not a thing because his whole mod, you know, like he had a whole business that he was eyeballs deep in, and you can say that he, if he, he wasn't going to invest in it if he didn't believe in it, that was based around the management and creation of financial financial instruments managing carbon emissions. That having said that, we've dumped a shit ton of CO two into the ocean. We said we've dumped a shit ton of CO two that was not previously in the atmosphere into the ocean. We have. You know, growing dead zones. We have epically declining fish populations because of that. You know, the CO two percentage in the atmosphere basically causing acidification loops in the ocean itself. Um, I mean, we do have ice. We do we do have increasing violent uh, spikes in the local temperatures across the planet because you know it, it part part of it is that. It's not so much that the planet's going to get hot because it's it's an average thing too. It's global weirding. Yes, but that was the best phrase I've heard. Is it, global weirding? It's well, it's because effectively the atmosphere is boiling, and you have bubble you have bubbles that form in it, and that that instability is going to cause displacements of air currents from you know, like we're in the middle of a fucking heat wave you know like i mean we, we just had rain finally thank goodness but we're in the middle of a heat wave here i'm not saying that they yeah but we're not in the middle of an atypical heat wave so well, when, when, when you live amongst early, though it's a little early to be this hot i think would you say july i guess we, it is july 1st yeah yeah um i'm not saying it's i'm not saying it's not on average hotter what i'm saying is that there was a picture painted which showed the temperatures climbing and us being cooked it hasn't grown at the rate that was advertised. So when you asked the question, if there's a conspiracy 
if there, you know, there's like this this type of conspiracy that you can almost get on board with. This In is, this case, the deniers do have some. They do have some ground to stand on that it's not happening as fast as we said it was. See, I do believe though that you're right about the the ice caps. I mean, the shit that's happening in the ocean is fucking crazy. Like, like the displacement of some of these animals, um, some of these fish that are that are in the wrong places, which is causing like 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 the seals to chase the fish, and then the seals are all washing on shore. I mean, it's. It, it, Armageddon is happening in, in certain parts of the ocean, and I do believe that we're caused not only from not only from the the uh, the warming of the oceans, but also from the direct pollution yes. of the oceans. I believe that we're fucking stuff up. But the, the question was like that's that's one of those 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 deniers, those crazy conspiracy deniers, which I don't necessarily agree with, that when they start get up and start talking, when the right person starts talking about global warming that's on the that, that's that's on the denier side, if he really has his data in front of him, I'm like I, stop fucking booing him, Bill Maher. He actually has some valid points. See and here here's here's the un, here's the unfortunate here's where cynical gunner comes through. Is that so if I was if I was if I was a cynical and conspiratorial sort part of part of the the shit that you see going down right now is you know like we talk about the other and all that shit that they're doing about like basically kicking people trying to kick people out of the United States and stuff like that. Are you referring, Are you making you're a, in reference to immigration? Yes. Okay. Are you I, making a black mirror reference? I'm making a black mirror reference. Because well, this this would be a Black Mirror episode. It's a fucking awesome episode. So, <laughs> I I I have to wonder if so. Climate change used to be an addressed like it, the the Pentagon the Pentagon actually had this listed as like one of the existential threats. Mm-hmm. Facing, that was just last year. Like, fa- yeah, and they the they, they, pulled, they, pulled, they pulled they pulled they pulled it off the list. Mm-hmm. Now okay, I have I to that. I have to, I have to wonder if. Part of you know besides the freaking you know everybody everybody trying you know like certain powers that be deciding to cosplay as Yahtzees, um, but part of this too is that effectively these are these are moves by the powers that be. Yeah, but to, the same to powers, deal with. And I'm sorry to talk over you here. The same powers you got California right. California yeah. wants to make it so that every new home is constructed with solar on the roof. Yeah, but that's to make energy cleaner. You got the federal government. But they just gonna... backdated a bipartisan bill, and that bipartisan bill gave back the credits that people like me. I just got a check in the mail today from the IRS because I put that geothermal system in, and that was signed by the president that everybody says is a climate denier. Right? He signed the bill. That allowed people to get back. This is thirty percent of uh, of some of these, like the solar panels. Solar panels were already in place, but like with me, with the geothermal, right? I'm taking heat out of the groundwater and using that to heat and cool my home. He signed a bill which put which which put those rebates back in place. So, I I hate to think of everybody in government as just being on this track to rip out all of the, no, the climate no, no, stuff. No, no, it's it's not. It's I'm not even saying that. Where I'm where I'm going is that. The previous position, the previous position of the United States government was at least a posture where this was something that could have been avoided or mitigated. And if you want to read between the lines, I have I have a distinct 
fear. Uh, well, not fear, but I have a distinct suspicion that effectively, the with with the powers that be that are in seat right now, their their un their uncommunicated official position is that this is going to happen. Too bad, so sad. Your dad, and that basically, you know, like you get your credit. No, like you know, you're, we're still going to engage in acts to mitigate this. But we are going to be in like this period of like you know like the inevitable disaster is going to happen now. We're not we're not we're just we'll deal with it when it comes. But we're not going to we are not we are not in a position where we are capable of avoiding well the the trigger points that we talked about there that they had but, been talked but, about. But doesn't but don't actions speak louder? What actions? I just gave you an example of you one. Got, and Gunner, this is another problem that I have. And and I'm gonna sound like a like I'm gonna sound like I'm right wing here. This is another problem that I have is how many of these fucking hippity dippity assholes out there saying that our fucking current president, which you know, like him or hate him, how many of these people went out and bought fucking solar panels last year? How many of these people went out and put in a geothermal furnace? How many of them got a fucking electric car? Yeah, I know you're you're like kind of turning your head, but the reality is is that they can open their mouth and criticize legislation. But you know what? Stop driving your forty thousand dollar truck no, and go out and fucking fix the problem. You are not. We wrong. are. We are a civilization. We are a fucking union of states. And all it takes is for these things to catch on. How are you going to get these things to catch on? My furnace, right? I'll explain this furnace. My furnace heats and cools my home with groundwater. It's called geothermal. It's fucking awesome. To heat it, it gets the 50 to 55 degree water that's underground. And through the process of pretty much what an air conditioner can do, gets 110 degree air. It kind of concentrates that heat, pushes it through my home. For cooling, it kind of runs in reverse. It works much more efficiently than a standard furnace. I don't need one of those air condensers on the side of my house. And, and it, it's, it, it, the, 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 the idea is that it lowers your costs. New York State gave me a third of my money back. The federal government gave me a third of my money back. Two-thirds of the cost, not just of the unit, but also the people that are digging, the people that are at my house working, two-thirds of those costs were given back. That to me is how you you get change, right? You get something that improves that improves the economy because it puts people to work, it improves the environment, it detects a problem like global warming, and you make these things happen. Now I may be atypical because I went ahead and did it, not knowing if the federal if the federal money was going to go through. I happen had I had enough money to pay for it out of pocket if I needed to, and that's not typical. But the fact is, is that it went through. So how can we say that the government's turning their head and saying, no, we don't fucking care, when between New York and between the federal government, two-thirds of it's paid for? Okay. How many other d- decisions? I don't think Gunnar is saying that the government is saying that we don't care. I think the government is taking the stance that he says where it's, um, we'll deal with it when it happens, and it's not really becoming the number one issue because there's a hard answer that no one wants to face and that there's too many of us there, here there there are some yeah and i guess that where, where this is going is that is as that instability starts af- affecting you know because south america is basically going to start coming up a, a bunch of south america is going in central america is going to start coming apart at the seams well venezuela is already did you see the, yes, the latest no, fucking like that, inflation that is, that is not that is not <laughs> You know, and you can say that part of that is because of the interference of various political powers. But you know, but the 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 bottom line is that a lot of shit is going to start going bad 
very quick. Are you t- you're talking about global affairs with the United States? Well, are you talking about climate? He's are talking, talking about, about like war? essentially well, all giant countries having to shift their population and move it elsewhere because there's no longer a viable land for them to for them to survive and, on. You know, like part part of that. You know, like again, where whether you want to see because like. I guess from a realistic perspective, I don't know how because really, where if you want to do a choke point, you do it. You do it on Mexico at the the peninsula. But I don't know how viable that is too because Mexico has its own things. And Mexico is not in the Mexico. The Mexican government has not taken this the, the kind of the same position that the United States has. And like you know, you can say that you can like go blow hard about what how like dumb the wall is and stuff like that. But if effectively what the what what the what the strategy what the long term strategy of the United States is is that basically. We're drawing a line in the sand, and everything past this thing we manage. You guys are on your own on the other one. Then the wall does make sense from that perspective, but that also implies a very that, that implies a very different world than is being discussed about. Well, yeah, because in, it's fucking it's well, it's death so, essentially. So it's, the wall is not new. No, no, it, no. The wall mistake is not new. No, right. but what Gunner is referring to here is not the wall. He's referring essentially to the, I mean, he's referring to the wall, but he's referring to what our policy is going to have to become. Our government is slowly arming up and getting ready to get this country ready for when the shit does go go down and our systems start failing and our environment starts failing and motherfuckers from South America can't live because their crops are either flooded or dried the fuck out to say... We've been doing this for 10 years, guys. You knew the deal. You couldn't figure it out. We, you're going to have to starve to death now. Yeah, but we're they're, coming, they're coming to the only land on the planet that has Yellowstone. Well, yeah, so, yeah. good luck. No, I mean, like, good luck know, surviving listen, that listen, fucking uh, volcano. Listen, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that the, 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 great, the great coyote doesn't have a sense of fucking humor about this shit. But, you know. I mean, look at China, right? China. Look at China. China has the man, the, the land, the land mass about the same as the United States. Not nearly as viable, though. And they, what's their population? 10 times ours? 20 times ours? No, I think there's a little, a little more than a billion there. It's like three times ours. Three as, point. As, as we're looking up stuff real quick. <laughs> Fact check and stat check. Well, no, because uh, actually the, pro- the, problem with, the problem with China is that uh, despite its land area, it's actually, it has, uh, it has very, it has a very, low amount of arable land relative to its surface area right and it's one of the reasons why we do so many freaking you know like the economy it's why we do so many agricultural exports to them and it's also why they've been like spending you know again you talk about this long-term stuff it's why china's been dumping money into africa left and right because they're getting ready for the great you know like they're probably getting ready for the great adjustment Mm -hmm. because they're building they're building the infrastructure to get you know, I mean, like you know, it, it doesn't it, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, you know cynical, super evil. But in, right, but in that regard, I know it's not popular, and I know it's difficult to say because you want to have empathy. But if it's got to be me or you, then it's got to be you. And if that's the stance that our government is taking, then I kind of support that because if it's going to be us or them, it's going to have to be them. We well, see, but the problem is, is that there's too many. You, uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but besides that, it's that that actually is that at least that at least is an arguable position. Like from you know, like listen to me, like I freaking talk about casually, just saying, oh fuck, you know, f- you know, doing the fucking prison slash governor thing and fucking Walking Dead. But 
you know, you, you have you have some. Unfortunately, there's unfortunately. Listen to me, fucking like casual. There's too many fucking white supremacists <laughs> sitting. They're hanging. Uh, we got a we got a dead. Oh god damn it! This was kind of good. No, but yeah. So useless useless information. Uh, only ten uh, percent of the actual. Uh, Land in China can be farmed. Holy shit! Now, what's how, what's the percentage in the U.S. though? Oh, God. Uh, oh, they, and they're four times our population, get, by the way. They're four, four times. times I'm yeah. going to guess the U.S. Before you find out, Gunner, I'm going to guess uh, thirty-five to forty percent of our land is viable, like cropland and things like that. Actually, let's come on. I'm looking at things too. <clears throat> you just use the OK Gunner feature, and then Gunner just tells you the stat. <laughs> Gunner, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> How fucking how? Uh, yes, uh, actually, uh, yes. As opposed to forty-four point three seven percent. Forty-four. Almost all of almost yeah. half of the American land met. Like wow, we are land of plenty. Not yeah. not actually. And I think a, I think Australia. I think some of it. Um, it's not like natively farmable, but we found ways to right. Yes, like well, we find ways to get to just pipe well, water I mean, like, actually, across I mean, like, the country you know, and grow and part, stuff. And part of that part of that perspective, part of that like. 10-15% in China like that was why they put the Three Gorges Dam up was so that they could capture that water for irrigation and stuff too but yeah China China does not have the surface area you know like the surface area to really support its population do you know our garlic comes from there because we're dumb really yeah like 90% we don't do we, our own garlic well, no, no it, we don't do our own well, garlic it, you do if you care because like they freaking use industrial water to, 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 to do a bunch of that stuff it's even crazier they um they they have inmates peel it because peeled garlic is one of the biggest imports, uh, 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 pr- uh, crop imports or whatever from China, and they have inmates do it, and the inmates peel so much garlic they do it by hand. What's happening? Oh, your hey. the, the progress isn't moving. Yeah, no. I don't know about that. Is it still recording though? Yeah, I think it's I just, know. yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Sorry, I'm um, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, we, when the recording looks like it stops, we all panic. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What, Show Trace. What do you got? It's it's Grimace as Thanos. It's someone cosplaying as Grimace from McDonald's as Thanos from that's the original. With an infinity gauntlet. That's a pretty sweet costume. Um, it has nothing to do with garlic. Yes, it does. Um, he's got he's, he's garlic flavor. I don't know. <laughs> You're, you're, um, but you're, yeah, they, so they have the inmates. Grimace's dick. I've never seen Grimace's dick. Garlic for days, boy. Garlic for days. You think it tastes like garlic? Um, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure he can't reach there. I don't want to. I don't want to go. You, I don't you go went so fast. But yeah, so the inmates feel the garlic, and uh, they do so much their fingernails fall off. And then when their fingernails fall off, they use their teeth. So if you've had peeled garlic it we don't buy it too much here for some strange reason maybe because we can grow it uh, on the east coast i don't know but if you buy peeled garlic in the west coast they like all the restaurants sold just just oven roasted garlic like as an entree really yeah yeah and if you if you're a restaurant that buys peeled garlic there's a good chance it was in the mouth of a chinese inmate it's really odd isn't that weird yeah but like 90 percent of our garlic comes from china it's fucked up it's a crazy statistic um so so they they can farm garlic garlic ain't gonna keep you alive (laughs) well you know and again like there's also other effed up things like the one antibiotic that we have left that's uh still effective against 
basically every strain of antibiotic resistant bacteria. Is Grimace's semen? Is Grimace's semen? No, uh, they. So it is banned for agricultural use everywhere else in the world except China because China is the compounding facility because the the Communist Party basically subsidized a bunch of factories to make the, the bulk for it and they just throw it at chickens and cows and pigs so like when the next like fucking bubonic plague breaks out it will be in a it will be in a factory farm over in China because the they're using this is, thing yes it's like the only thing that saves people from like fucking limb the like, question is will they be immune to it the Chinese? if the chinese are already immune to the super bacteria you're talking about then it's then the walking dead's going to happen and all the survivors are going to be glenn you can that hope. was racist glenn's korean i'm pretty that's sure super that, racist. That racist that's wicked racist. That that's, racist that's like i'm not even i'm slightly uncomfortable racist <laughs> Gunnar, you, you said sorry, sorry, something Glenn, about white fan. supremacist when we were talking about um, the, when I said the us versus them. Yeah. Is it because there are, are a lot of white supremacists in the forefront of the media currently that makes you uncomfortable? Or uh, it's more just it's just more like who he you know who was picked and picked and choose to kind of be in this current administration? Oh, you're, see, you're talking about Trump still, like. No, I'm I'm say, I'm saying like you know part of part of it too is that unfortunately, you, unfortunately you can't separate the two, because it's kind of a these these things kind of blossom forth in certain in, in certain social circumstances, and we're kind of in the same like shitty doldrums of like pre. You know, like the third, like like the world was in the 30s. Like you know, the the gist is is that um, you know, we are not anywhere near as poor as we were in the 30s in general. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it on average, that basically each one of these boom and bust cycles, the average per capita income of what would be what would be considered like a poor, like the the poor the poor classes, has gone up. So it's not like you know, like we're not burning fucking we're not burning fucking money to keep the house warm and stuff like that. Or stealing wheelbarrows and leaving the money on the on the streets and st- at that point, but we're in this like we're in this long sustained period of basically nothing will get better. And you know it, when that shit starts is that when that when when that shit hangs around for too long, you start empowering certain elements of society because what you want to do is you want to find a reason why things are fucking wrong. And you have people who don't pay consequences, and basically, like the 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 nationalist movement has always been kind of like the useful, the always the the fallback to useful idiots. Well, you're talking about this is the rise of fascism. Yes, mm. and you know, um, Reverend Jesse Jackson was on Bill Maher, and Bill Maher said to him, he said, uh, "How do you feel about all these white people that are running around saying it's not racism?" The big problem in America is reverse racism. And I really like Jesse Jackson's racism reply. Is racism. No, that's not what he said. He said what you just said, Gunner. He said that these people are having a really hard time trying to make ends meet and they need a scapegoat. And really all they're doing is they're just blaming their problems on something that's outside of their control. So I really liked his reply. It was closer to what you said. He didn't even blame them. He didn't even say, he, he didn't even address how 
how wrong their opinions were. He really was was going towards the, the root of the problem, which was they don't have any money and they're trying to find out why too. And I've really liked that reply because I think that that does more to fix the problem than to blow up um, to blow up everybody's opinion on these social yep. issues. I think that that if you want to bring people together, <laughs> then we all need to be able to uh, live comfortably. We all need to be able to enjoy the quality of life, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Once you take away the pursuit of happiness, then people start getting upset. And when they get upset, they start blaming things. And it could be aliens. It could be the government. Well, you it know, could I, be inequality. Actually, and I, 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 you know, you say that. It's like I remember... Um you know whether you take that serious or not, but it was something. Uh, it was an exhibit, and he was talking about something. Like, you know, but it was a quote, and he's like, he's, he was, you know, and again, I, I, I will paraphrase because there was some, there was some very particular language that he used, but the gist of it was is that you could like, for the most part, where he was from, you know, like in 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 in, in the in like the the the, the inner city. I want to say L.A. I'm not 100 percent sure, but well, just in general, you know, it's like, yeah. like it's it's the it, you know, and again, like as I paraphrase, because I'm 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 super cracker, but um, you know, he said like brothers don't brothers brothers and sisters don't see fucking UFOs or ghosts because they don't have time for that shit, you know, like they're just they're just trying to survive, you know, like you never you never you never you, like you you almost never hear somebody saying I saw a light in the sky and it came for me, you know, it, it's because there is there is just certain bullshit that is enabled by you being in a in a socioeconomic stratum that basically lets you indulge in nonsense. We're talking about. I don't know. know. I mean, because I could I could easily uh, reference like the Baptist Church down south. Oh, no, and but, plenty but that, of oppressed, that, that's a, that's economically a, oppressed people put up with a lot of shit that I would consider complete bullshit and garbage well, with well, imaginary friends. Well, but but you know, but the, even even or because that gets into the whole idea of basically it's the same it's the same mechanism. You know, we, we talk about Westworld, you know, we talk about what, you know, we're talking about Westworld. We're fucking 100, what was it, 14,000 lines of code? 1,400. 1,400. 1,400 lines of code? I mean, you know, not not that Westworld's any, but, you know, there, there is there is certain, there are certain um, limitations built into how our brains basically came into being. And... You know, we've uh, you know, I, I kind of get that, like you know, like we're, we're wired for threat, you know, like or something like that, and it's like we have all this machinery that allows us to interpret and respond to it, but it's not like it all came around at the same time, and it's not like it all treats things the same way, you know. It's like, um, you know, we, you know, we'll always fall back to other because other is a way of ext- you know, other is the first. Can you? Can you explain other? Because for people that haven't seen that Black Mirror episode, they will not know what you're talking oh, about. I'm, I, I wasn't referencing. Black no, he's just you're, using you're, the word you're, other. You're, as you're, in you're not gonna, me. You're gonna have no. I mean, like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you. No, because I, 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 I don't. I so like enlighten, enlighten, enlightens me. Oh uh, well, I, I. That's what I thought you were making reference to the first time that you used the term other. Um, it's. <clears throat> oh, let's see. What it is is the um, one of the candidates for presidency. Um, at the end of her great speech to the to the people, says kill all others. And nobody knows what an other is, but the entire uh, the entire country does everything it can to expose the others and 
you know, there's, it's it's hard to describe the concept, but that's the that's the reference I thought that you were making was was that specific episode. Oh, uh, was it nosedive? It, it's it's very similar to the communism problems that we had, where um, where the uh, the right to be communist was less important than the fight against communism in the United States. You know the whole. Uh, um, pretty much us allowing illegal discrimination blacklisting because people identified with the communist party oh i mean it was very similar to that oh absolutely and and some really shitty things happened to people that probably didn't deserve them however that being said i don't think there is a more perfect model of a governmental system that is the antithesis of human behavior than communism it's something that tries and guarantees. I'm all for equal opportunity. Absolutely. Everyone should have the same opportunity. I am not for equal outcome. Absolutely not. You can't say uh, it's. You can't say that everyone will have the same thing, regardless well, of the work they do, because it's human nature to... We're all different. We're all going to put our priorities into different things, and some people may work really hard, and the people that work really hard and want to succeed should be more successful than the people that don't care to work so hard, because they don't really care about success that much like communism will never work it can never work if we were all androids it might be able to work if we didn't have it in us to did strive and but, be successful but all and be other individuals but all all other living things survive on that method of communism no absolutely not well you say, you say yeah, they, economies don't work fuck it well, what, no, the they, fuck, what the fuck no, is amazon all, no all other colonies Besides human colonies, oh, while well, he's getting the Jordan Peterson hierarchy, all, all other co- colonies except for human colonies um, behave in that communist nature where where they're all equal and they all get they all get the exact same share. You can't rise above the ranks. If you're, if I you're can an, identify if you're, several different colonies that don't an, function that way, like wolves. Wolves, wolves are not. They're not a colony. They're they're, they're just. A, well, okay, they're a pack. Yeah. What's well, the difference between a colony and a pack? Actually, that's, a colony. That's, that's a separate, they a, have specific jobs, and that's what they do their entire life. And then they they die doing that job, you know, and they would die for that job. Whether you uh, whether you ascribe to that, there's actually there's there there is certain theophysical schools of thought that actually modern human human civilization was informed by uh, us uh, observing wolf packs. In general, like you know how are we, how our hierarchical model works at this point. So one colonized mammal, I don't believe there's many. One colonized mammal, I believe, is the naked mole rat. Is a colonized yeah, mammal. But they're like post-apocalyptic. They look they look scary. They look scary, but it's um, but they're one that operates like a colony. But for the most part, it's really insects like ants. Yeah, um, but even bees. in ants, you have a hierarchy. You have queens. You have you warriors. But, but you have drones. But, but you can't actual... just you can't just um, decide to start your own. You can't. You know what I'm saying? You can't like you can't just start your own ant colony. Like the queen is the queen, and everybody lives to serve the queen. And if you're if you're the one ant that goes and fetches pieces of leaf all day, that's all you ever do with no thanks. You, you are only that jelly. role. You can't move up in the ranks. You can be a ro- you can eat all that royal jelly. Well, that it's it's well, it's everybody gets Trace, their share. Trace, you know what the and other you don't the, get to 
fight I, for a better share. I got. I, I, yeah, well, you that's gotta, gotta, that's that, that's not what humans are, though. Well, I'm not saying that we are. We aren't. I'm just saying that that I mean we're we're unique for There's, a lot of reasons. There is no apex predator that functions that way socially. Well, None. you know, well, you know, but and that's what we are. We are the apex predator of this planet. Well, we we. We we cribbed a couple notes, but uh, one of the main thing, one of the like, I think relevant details, and this doesn't, this isn't like a feminist perspective, but one of the things that you have to you have to remember is that all the hierarchical models that you're describing, effectively, there's only like three or four males in the entire colony, mm-hmm. and That's they're, true. They're, they're 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 just they're, they just serve one function. It's, it's closer to and, Star Wars. And where they clone humans. Well, that and like you and know, make like, the oh, humans you know, fight. The, the, you know, like every everything else is female, not necessarily a reproductive female. And you know, if the queen dies, you, you start you start. Uh, somebody decides to go down on the royal jelly, and you know, like we see who like ascends to replace her. But uh, oh shit, I forgot what the fuck I was gonna say because I I thought I had a good thing. Okay, we we're talking royal jelly, Jordan Peterson hierarchies, mole rats. Fucking other murder. Wait, kind of veered quite a ways from yeah. the addiction topic. Well, you know, this is a podcast. That's okay, though. I'll, I'll jump. Come on, talk, talk. I'll jump. I'll jump in here at some point. I'll remember. <laughs> I just, I feel that communism could never work for humans as they are now. I guess if you get some inhibitors. Oh. Okay. Yes, I did. I did remember. Jump back in. Okay. So, um, you know, you talk about communism and so like that. Because like actually, I, one of the like one of the most one you can, other than the fact that like Amazon and freaking Jeff Bezos, are like both triumphs and disasters of of capitalism and its ultimate you know like its ultimate form. Um, but like Amazon is unfortunately, you know, like direct proof that like the whole concept of a planned economy actually works. Because the single largest corporate, you know, like the the whole thing is vertically integrated. You know, it's a planet span, it's a planet spanning enterprise, and you know, it, it, it's it's you know, like you can argue technically that it's not even a for profit business at this point because of most of its most of its profits go back into either infrastructure expansion or development of the of development of the enterprise itself. Or his off-world space colony, which that's its whole other thing. But that's an interesting concept, um, and I think that's it does have to do with colonies, and it does have to do with economy and communism and capitalism, and that's the idea that that we're in a global economy now, and that it it it's an interesting change to the way that we live our lives because we try to respect the laws of these countries that we're doing business in. But for the vast majority of it, we say, hey, you do what you want to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. But I want a really, really good deal on that laptop. Right? I mean, it has to be made in different places with different cultures and different laws. There are import and export laws, uh, the laws on what you can secure from a data perspective and what you can't, and how much they tax versus how much they don't tax. I mean, there's value-added tax if you, if you import something into Europe. Um, but in the United States, we've taken a lot of those those value added taxes off. We we call them tariffs for some reason because we can't fucking we can't call a resume a CV and we can't call a fucking tariff a VAT tax. But anyway, um, th- we do live in a global economy. And at what point to to your whole Amazon is 
created this vertical, what did you call it? A vertically integrated. A vertically integrated uh, uh, business model or whatever. At what point could Amazon just... Well, it, it's, it's our... What, what if Amazon, what if some, an entity is large and as empowering as Amazon in, in China, it would be like uh, Alibaba or something like that. What's preventing them from actually starting to change the way that 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 law interacts, right? They already are facing the problem when it comes to tax law. You got certain states are like, oh, you know what? Internet transactions are tax free. And then other states are like, no, fuck you. you. We need every single sale that you've ever done. I don't care if you sold it to another state through Amazon. It's 90% of your revenue. And now we're, you're just, you're just sidestepping your tax obligation. You got to charge tax. I actually, one of a guy that I that I worked with professionally, bankrupted his entire company because it was cheaper to bankrupt and start a new corporation than it was for him to pay all of the taxes from 2017 because his internet sales tax obligation was so high because his state happened to just turn that on in 2017. So, you know, at, at what point do these companies like Amazon? actually have like crazy amount of economic control over over entire countries or even globally i mean what happens if amazon just shut their systems down what happens if amazon ebay aliexpress and i don't know i don't know what other big marketplaces there are those are the big ones i can think of what happens if they just shut down somebody else rises up and creates you think so absolutely there's a, because the profits are, are but too all, big. But all of the goods are sitting in Amazon warehouses. Like GDPs of like eight countries combined sitting in Amazon yeah, warehouses. Yeah, okay, let's, let's follow that down the rabbit hole. Okay, Amazon's shutting down. Okay, they're not just going to sit on all that product. They're going to try and sell it off, right? They're, they're not just going to sit there. Oh, we're just shut down. We're done. They're going to sell those products off. Wherever they have left, they're going to sell off their inventory. And the new guy, kid on the block that's going to be taking over Amazon it's going to buy all that product up, mark it up for a little bit. It'll be a little expensive at the beginning. Get off their feet. Bang. They'll be hit the, hit the ground running. There's the next Amazon. Yeah, maybe. But I think it would make more sense for us to do what Amazon asks. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Well, we, oh, so you're saying what they would do if, what if they just shut down and like, yeah, if they went on strike. Yeah. If they said, hey, um, sorry, EU, we don't agree with your data protection program. We're shutting our doors to you until you comply and i mean you would have revolt right i mean maybe not amazon and eu specifically but they have that power they you know the fcc uh just within the last couple of years decided that that internet going to your home it is it's it's not cable television anymore it's not something that's that's nice to have it's actually something that you need to have it's a utility right at what point is it the same thing with with your Amazons and your Googles, you can go to your uh, your Alexa and you can actually order stuff through your Alexa. Now, right now, it just seems like something cool that you can do in your home, but it's we're only talking like one more generation. Of when people. the marketplace is no longer competitive, is when that happens. So when U- USPS goes out of business and UPS goes out of business and FedEx goes out of business, and Amazon has their own delivery drones and stuff like that, that's when it becomes a utility. And I think ultimately. You'll find that's when it fails. That's that's when it starts to fail the consumer because it's no longer a free market, 
like right now what, what Gunnar is describing is yes, Amazon is is like reinvesting majority of their profits back into the company. They are ensuring that there will be no one else entering the market that can give them a run for their money because they're continuously improving. That is what is good about a free market. And that is what is ultimately good about capitalism. However, the second, maybe not the second, the week, the first week that Amazon is the only shop in town is when they fail the consumer. That, I, that I'll guarantee you because it happens with everyone. Every giant corporation fails the consumer. Once you become a utility, you rest on your laurels because there's no competition. There's no reason for you to compete or make it better for the consumer. When out, out of the benevolence of your heart, yeah. Those guys didn't get to where they are being benevolent. When it comes to frequently consumed when it comes to frequently consumed items that arrive besides that don't come from the local store, Amazon is it. They're really it, right? They offer cheaper shipping than anybody else with their cool little prime duct tape that they throw on there. You do need a subscription, but they offer cheaper shipping. They give you price comparisons with a whole bunch of different people that sell it through their marketplace. I... There may be there may be enough competition right now to say that we have a choice, but I don't think that that competition is going to be. Thank God, help us longer. when it's not, because that's that's when it that's when it gets, goes to shit. That's when it's awful, when there's no competition. It's it's a you know it's about I, as much of a fact as it is. Show me one that's show me a, a an organization that competed in a uh, an economic you know arena, whatever, that when they got rid of their competition, they got better. You know who I think is Amazon's biggest competitor? Walmart? Yes. Yeah. Because Walmart's getting the home delivery stuff and they're getting your pickup stuff. They are. And frankly, I pay for Amazon because I pay the premium because it's it's convenient. And that to me, I'm I'm in a very fortunate economic situation where I can afford convenience. But... I can get the shit cheaper at Walmart. I can make the five-minute drive to Walmart. Not that I want to. That's not a company that I personally care to patri- patronize. But around here, it's kind of your choices are limited. Do you know anybody that does the store pickup? Yes, I do. I have people. I have coworkers that use, use the store it, pickup. It's people amazing. People I talk to love it. Yeah. Yeah. They just walk the shit out to your car. Slide your, yeah, your drive transaction happens shopping. up in the cloud. There's no. There's not even a, a checkout. They load the shit in and. This, this is our this is our future. <laughs> so uh, Gunner just showed me a picture of this like souped up uh, car it. with a giant spoiler. It says the the Deliverator. Is that yes, it? The Deliverator. Is it a cop? We are, we are snow crash. No, that is a pizza delivery car. Oh, Cosa Nostra. We did basically after after the crash, the United States has only three things that it's good at: pornography, organized crime, and pizza delivery. Yeah, we are pretty good. But well, you're starting to delivery. see like this, you know, speaking of the free marketplace and things like that. I don't know if you guys knew, here's a little local news. Pizza Hut and Oneida went out of business. Yes. Yes, um, I am aware. Which is what's that? I was not surprised. They well, haven't updated the fucking wallpaper since the I mean, 70s. Yeah, I, they they have they have a problem. How are you going to compete with these even Pizza McDonald's Pug. refaced itself since then, right? McDonald's went from the like you know, the grimy booths with a bunch of walls inside their dining areas to these big open internet cafe areas. 
even McDonald's knew how to rebrand themselves. And well, I pizza, pizza, and again, you know, like you, you can say local versus national problems. Pizza Hut has spent a lot of time like freaking mixing up what their product offerings are. I mean, like nobody's a sarcastic and nihilistic asshole like Arby's is, but. You know, like, go into that a little bit deeper because yeah. I don't think people understand how awesome. Oh no, I'm thinking of Wendy's. Fuck. When no Wendy's. Wendy's, Wendy's is, is the too. one. Yeah, Wendy's well, is the one. Because they have Arby's and they have nihilist Arby's, which Arby's is an official channel. Mm-hmm. Is they just do weird art and make like snarky comments, and then Wendy's is just Wendy's straight is straight up, up trolling. Yeah. Yes. But have you have you heard of, seen any of this? Uh, expe- no, tell me more about it. Oh, so we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pull I think he's got to pull up their Twitter page to yeah. know for sure. But like people, people like um, they'll like ask Wendy's to make fun of them, and Wendy's will actually like go and find their online profiles and just start making fun of them. Nice. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a little circle of hate. It is over it's the a, internet. It is. It's a strange little circle of hate, but they've perfected it from a market perspective because he's got one right. All right, so I'm gonna read this off. This, this is, is a post Arby's. from Nihilus Arby's. On this momentous day for the the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States, States, whether you're liberal or conservative, keep in mind that Justice Kennedy is 81 years old, and he, like everyone else on earth, doesn't give a shit about you and no one, including him, will care when you suffer and die alone. Holy shit. Eat Arby's. Yeah, that's a little bit bit crazier. Is that actually like an Arby's approved thing, or is that somebody trolling it? I mean, you think they'd be sued and be shut down if, well, if our Wendy's, Wendy's, on the other hand, it is their main Twitter okay. that they troll with. Yeah, um, he's gonna ha- he's got to pull up Wendy's because right Wendy's is pretty funny. But Wendy's is like it's like world famous. Like that they're they're one of few companies that can do this, where they're like they took an early. Uh, aggressive approach to social media and because of that people will follow them just to see what the hell they're going to say i don't know if it's because their logo is this innocent looking uh girl with uh red braids or whatever i don't know if 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 they're trying to counteract their image of some sort <laughs> but yeah they're pretty good you can well, they're find a corporation a good... i mean they have to they have to become some sort of an edge lord or not say anything at all. They can't like. Right. You can no longer be the the man, the faceless man. You either have to be an edge lord or just just be silent. You right. Know? Right. And it's. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen any type of advertising for Pizza Hut in the past like year or two. I, you know where I see Pizza Hut's still very successful. Um, Pizza Hut, I think. I think they struggle with the fact that they are fast food. The problem is is that some of their meals can't be made as fast as fast food. And I think that's where they struggle is that they they still wanted to appear as a restaurant. They wanted families to come in and sit down. But they were really fast food. So where I still see Pizza Hut's alive is the Pizza Hut Expresses, where yeah. you get like the personal pan pizzas. And those kind of make sense because they can they can make like 20 pizzas at once. They can throw a couple of toppings on them and pe- people can have their own personal pan pizza. But it doesn't scale much past the the, the personal pan pizza. Is that a Wendy's post? Yes, these are. Okay, so I I got the Wendy's, um, the Wendy's Twitter account, and uh, this person, uh, Mika, says at Wendy's, can you find me the nearest McDonald's? And they just posted a picture of a trash can. (laughs) 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 That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And I like that because I do think that's the that's the future of. 
like advertising and marketing and things like that. Um, my sister's like an ad works for an advertisement company. She could probably, here's another one at Wendy's. My friend wants to go to McDonald's. What should I tell him? Find new friends. Nice. But I, here's one. Uh, they tag Wendy's at Wendy's. Good morning. How did you sleep? Restaurants Wendy's don't tags sleep. them back. Restaurants don't sleep. <laughs> they tag Wendy's again. Wendy's, you could have just said good and left it at that. Wendy's tags them back. We aren't here to lie, though. There's it's, been some very. It's definitely, and I guess, like when you think about it, when you think about the market, is. Is Little Caesars that much different from Wendy's when it comes to the pizza and stuff? It's different. It's a different quality for uh, sure. We say Little Caesars yeah. Pizza Hut. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, from Pizza Hut. I'm sorry. Excuse yeah. me, not Wendy's. My, my mistake. Um, is it that much different in quality? Um, so I have children, so I go to those, the both of those places. I thought you were pizza, what? I thought you were pizza pub. <laughs> yeah, it's a local restaurant. Um, I go to both. And it's very convenient for my family, although I can't go to the Pizza Hut now because they're closed, although there's another one. Um, Little Caesars has perfected fast food. Yeah. They are fast food. And what happens is they rebranded. They're no longer Little Caesars. They are now Hot and Ready Little Caesars. And the Hot and Ready Little Caesars, they if if you go in, it's, it's way different than it was the Little Caesars that we grew up with. They have not only pizza's ready, but oh. you can see them when you walk in the door. It's almost like you go to a gas station and they got some pizza promotion going on and they got pizza stacked up and back because sure. they're selling them so fast. That's Little Caesars every day. You can find another Wendy's one. Actually, this is when IHOP did its thing. I did Can't Wendy's says, can't wait to try a burger from that place that decided pancakes were too hard. IHOP says, we don't want any beef with you. We just want to share... Our beef with the world, Wendy's. Welcome to the neighborhood. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so what Pizza Hut failed to do was reach that fast food market. That's really what they failed to do. Well, because it was kind of, when you think about it, it was kind of like a family dining establishment. Lots that's, of tables and stuff like that. Exactly. It was a brick and mortar exactly. type of place. But if you watched how they were consumed, they failed to change for the market. So I went to, uh, right around dinner time. I would stop by uh, the Pizza Hut that was on my commute home. I would stop by right around dinner time, and there was never anybody sitting in there. It was everybody sitting on the booths closest to the register waiting for their food to be prepared. Now, there's two problems there. Um, Number one, those people probably showed up when they were told to, so they were behind. So they, they gave inaccurate estimates when it came to how quickly their food would be prepared but number two is is that they have this huge restaurant but they're operating off of a single cash register and the food wasn't ready in anticipation of the rush so this is where little caesar's smarter because little caesar i actually got it from my family today because we needed to eat before this podcast i pulled into little caesar's i I haven't been to little caesar's in 20 years i swear my, my wife's been there, um, but I, I haven't actually walked in. So this is my first time going in. I walk in, and I look around, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to get here, but I need to go home, eat, and, and, and get here for the podcast. And I go up to the guy, and I say, what do you got? And he goes, what do you want? And I said, um, 
He goes, we got cheese pizza, we got pepperoni pizza. And I go, well, cheese pizza is going to work. I need some of that crazy bread. Um, and I, I'm going to grab a two liter. He says, those are the warm two liters. The cold ones are over there. And within less than three minutes, I was out of there with two pizzas, with the breadsticks, and with a two liter of soda that was cold for my family. I can't get food that fast at actual fast food restaurants. You go to a you go to a uh, a gas station. They got pizza that's ready, but you got to pick whatever slices they got turning around on the rack. That's why Little Caesars is 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 succeeding. Now Pizza Hut did some interesting things um, in anticipation, but I think they were stuck by the big brick and mortar. I, I don't know why they didn't pull a, a pull a McDonald's. I mean, you remember when the local McDonald's was completely shut down for a week? That was them re. Uh, you know, redoing the remodeling the whole inside. I don't know why Pizza Hut didn't do that. And our local Pizza Hut may not be a global story. It may be a local story. I'm not sure how they're doing globally. But Pizza Hut actually was one of the pizza vendors that allowed you to order the game, order their pizza within video games. And I remember it made it made news when World of Warcraft offered an option to order a pizza without leaving the game. So to me, that was my way of thinking, no, you know what? Pizza Hut knows. They know exactly which market that they exist in. They're not the best pizza on the block. They're the fastest pizza on the block. But I have to say from personal experience, I don't know if that's the case. I think Little Caesars is beating them with the quick food, um, the quick service uh, market. But then you snap onto a <clears throat> kind of a, a juxtaposition, if you will. But cheesy crust now or weird casserole fake Chicago pizza. I, I don't know that I don't know if that cheesy crust is hard to manufacture. I don't know if it's easy to manufacture. I don't know how where they get their doughs from. I where believe am I gonna, where, where they, am I gonna get my hot cheese? I believe injection. they spread out their doughs before they make them. But whereas those stuffed crusts you're talking about, mm-hmm. I believe have to be pre made. So hot Pizza Hut may injection. think that they had the edge on the market by stuffing and by the way, stuffed crust is the shittiest crust. Yeah, it's garbage. It's cool that it has <clears throat> cheese inside. But the texture of it is almost like a bagel. It's not good. But they think that they're so unique by, by creating this thing. But what they're really doing is they're, they're making the process of making a pizza more complicated and more pricey. It didn't cook right anyway. It was just shit. Yeah, I think it was a. I think that, that in that case, they should be simpler. I walked in, I walked in and they had two options. And I picked one of those two options and they got my money. Pizza Hut may have had 30 options, but those 30 options cost them time. What about and that Bobby time John? costs them the customer. People that go to good rest- restaurants are not walking into Pizza Hut. I'm sorry. No, that's true. You, you, you don't go to Pizza Hut for the experience. But then you I, don't go there for the, for the stellar food. Then I wonder, like, cause, so Subway's in big trouble. They're shutting down franchises globally, which I'm really happy about because Subway is garbage-ass garbage. It's terrible. Is it? Why is it failing so much, though? Because they've probably make, arguably, probably make subs just as fast. I'm sure probably faster than most of your local sub shops or something like that. I think like Subway's that. suffering from <laughs> brand dilution. Subway, and yes. Subway a lot of these companies same. do it. Subway is one of the few places where you'll see across the street from itself. There's not too many places well, you see that problem. Starbucks they, had the same problem where they're they suffering did, brand dilution. Dunkin' Donuts doesn't they, have they, that well, fucking no, problem. But, no, but uh, Subway has the same. It's the Krispy Kreme problem. Yeah. Where they're more uh, focused on pushing franchises out than... Yeah, sustainability. But Dunkin' Donuts doesn't have that problem. It seems I I I don't remember the last time I saw Dunkin' Donuts shut down. Yeah, that's a good point. Although Dunkin' Donuts is mostly 
contained to the East Coast. They really, yeah, no, they, they really don't have a Western right? presence. Because we I couldn't the, find any Dunkin' Donuts in California. It was it Starbucks, right? It was well, Seattle's best Starbucks, um, and there's another big one, and I feel bad that I'm forgetting it. But there's, yeah, there's some big coffee chains on the West, but they're all dark roast coffee there. <clears throat> there, you can't get. I mean, Dunkin' Donuts is water compared to what they drink. What they drink is darker. Um, it, most people on the East Coast say that that Starbucks tastes like burnt coffee. That's what all of the coffee tastes like on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So Duncan is Duncan's in an interesting market here. Duncan also f- did switch to be fast food maybe, I don't know, 15 or 20 years ago. They used to really just be donuts. Donuts and coffee. And coffee. Yeah. Just a breakfast joint. Yeah. And, and then they started offering um, th- their equivalent of a Happy Meal, right? Instead of fries, you get, Those they call them hash browns, browns but they're like squished tater tots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they have the sandwiches that are deep fried, you know, deep well, fried piece of mic- chicken. Microwaved. Yeah, whichever. Gunner probably knows exactly the stuff that they have inside there. But they have to have a deep fryer for those hash browns. So I would I would argue um, that some of their items are, are those deep Those might fried. be baked. Do they have deep fryers there? Well, they do for the donuts, right? I, yeah. Well, My kids get those hash browns a lot, and they make the... They make the paper turn greasy. So if they're not deep fried, they got a lot of oil in would be good. Yeah, with. they're probably deep fried. No, you're probably right. They already have so the, I would they already have oil there for the donuts. Yeah, I would assume they have they do have deep fryers. I've never worked in one. There's probably a hundred um, people that I know that have that could answer the question. But I would assume that some of their sandwiches are dropped into a deep fryer. It would only make sense. And people uh, we love we love our grease. Well, yeah. Grease is delicious. With that, (laughs) I think we're going to wrap this episode up. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Uh, Join us next week, where I have no idea what the fuck we'll be talking about, but I'm sure it'll be interesting. Our our local Drex franchise celebrating its whatever anniversary. Do it, Drex. Ghost Hunters. Let's talk about Ghost Hunters. Ghost Hunters. Let's talk about ghost hunters eating subs. We we fresh. will successfully talk Tax about fresh. Gunner and his farm. Yeah, we're going to talk about Gunner's farm next time. That's a good that's a good subject. I say we do that. Gunner's been dodging the topic. So, God damn it. We've been yeah, he's been dodging the subject, but I think we're finally going to bring it to Is uh, it a shitty subject? Is that why Gunner? Oh, they're always shitty. <laughs> so much We're going to milk it for all it's worth. Oh, the puns, dad jokes. I didn't know that when you, you know became what? a father you were forced to tell terrible jokes to, like that. If we need to, we'll <laughs> butter you up beforehand. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will be, (laughs) we will see you all next week. I say,